Chris going to bring the message today, how God guides us. That's a bit exciting. Hey, if I want to know one thing, and I've, this has been in my heart since I was 18 years old, I want to know God's, what, what does God want me to do? Where does God want me to be? And most importantly, who does he want me to be with? Hey, bad company corrupts good character, the Bible says. So there are answers that we have, or we should have. And um, I love that God actually, you know, I was probably um, 22 years old before I realized that God speaks to us. I've been in the church most of my life and recommitted my life to God at 18. It took me another four years to work out that God speaks. I was a bit, I was excited and disappointed at the same time because I thought it would have been good if I knew that earlier. But God does speak by His Spirit through people, through His Word. And I believe this morning He's going to speak through Chris and um, encourage us, inspire us and guide us in how to hear that voice of His so that we can end up where we should be, doing the things we should be with the people we should be with. Eh? Amen. Lord, we thank you for Chris. We thank you for his love for you, his love for your word, his love for your spirit, and uh, just his, his, his desire to walk with you and in tune with you and in your will. And so, Lord, we know you'll use him this morning. So we thank you for him and um, help us just have hearing hearts and um, a willingness um, to do whatever you guide us to do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. might be nice to, to be there. If that's all good for the guys online. Hey, good morning, everyone. Hey, fired up today? All right, let's get straight into it. Hey, would you mind standing for me just for a moment? Just, just shake off. We've been sitting down for a minute. Just shake it off. Get ready to receive. If you want to put your hands in an open posture, we'll kick off with a bit of prayer. I should probably just, uh, I would just like to say that I'm very grateful to be here today. Thank you for an opportunity to share with everyone. And uh, as Andrew said, my name's Chris and I was saved by the grace of God, found only in Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we begin this prayer, I invite you to join me. Please God, help me share your message in your strength and in line with your will. Please God, help us hear your message today. Help me hear the message you have to speak to my heart and soul today. I'm surrendered to what you want to do. We are surrendered to what you want to do here today. Who's with me? Amen. Well, we're going to talk about how God guides us. And over the next uh, two hours, and I was going to say, let's just stand for the whole message, hey? We're going to, we're going to be... Uh, We're going to be focused on, uh, hopefully if I've got some slides coming up there today. So we're going to look at the Bible, how God speaks to us through the Bible, how we pray, how we respond to that in faith, and how we're guided by the Holy Spirit. So it's, I've come to believe that God speaks to each and every one of us, to our own heart, deep into our soul, in a very personal way. And the question that we have to ask ourselves, how will I respond? How will we respond to that? So I want to uh, ask if you would uh, take time now to listen and consider the following story of Samuel. And listen for what God is revealing to you about your own life and ask him about it. And I encourage you later as we leave from here, 
as you take time throughout the week, share that message with other people who are seeking after God's will for your response. So the story will come up here, but I really encourage you, just close your eyes, listen to what God wants to speak to you today. So we're reading, for for those that want to follow along, we're reading out of 1 Samuel chapter 3. And it's titled, The Lord Calls to Samuel. Other translations say, The Lord Speaks to Samuel. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the the Lord cried out, Samuel! Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and he ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. And then the Lord called out again, Samuel! Again, Samuel got up and he went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Now go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and he went to Eli, saying, Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, Go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. And then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do a new thing in Israel. In preparation for the message today, This is what I heard God say to me. I call you personally and directly as I did with Samuel. I even use people to deliver the message that I want you to have. Who have I been using lately to speak to you about what I'm doing in your life and what I'm about to reveal Chris, I need you to listen and to make more time to what I'm saying. Never forget the call I have on your life and how, just how closely I want to walk with you in every step of your life's journey because of my great and unfailing love for you. Now, although I won't open it to the public sharing now, I definitely encourage you, take into the morning tea space. For those online, take it into the chat. What have you heard God calling to you lately? And how will you respond in the coming week? See, as as Andrew mentioned before, God's promise rest. 
for his people uh, found in Hebrews chapter 4 says this, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, and it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Hopefully you've started to experience this in a very practical reality this morning as we took time to embark on this journey to discover more about how God guides us, how he speaks to our hearts, how he has a way to reach out and connect with our soul. It's crucial that we recognize the significance of God's word revealed in the Bible, that by the power of the Holy Spirit has the capacity for us to hear directly from the heart of God, calling very personally into our own lives. The next aspect of how God guides us that I want to look at now is prayer. How we respond to what God is calling to us. How he's speaking to us. And I want to give you a few examples. Looking to Jesus. How did he pray? What did he teach us to pray? And the first story I want to share with you is the compassion that Jesus had on the people as he went throughout the ministry. And the same compassion that I believe he has for each and every one of us as he sees us living out our lives many a time, being led astray, going our own way, trying to do it in our own strength, in our own courage, and not in line with his will, but our own. Jesus travelled throughout all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the churches and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God and he healed every kind of disease and illness and when he saw the crowds he had compassion on them he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd and he said to his disciples the harvest is great but the workers are few so pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest, ask him to send more workers into the fields. And I wonder if you've been feeling that call lately or if you've sensed it all of your life. God calling you to work in his fields, to carry the message of the gospel, to share the good news at every opportunity that is made available to you. Now, where, where I really want to focus in on our prayer lives today is the example that Jesus gave us in how he would take time away from the busyness and the schedule of his day. And, and look, I'm just preaching this one to myself because this is what I need to do to stay connected and f flourish in my own relationship with God. Because if I don't take time away, I get caught up doing everything else and I don't put first things first. So the example that Jesus gave us was solitude, was being very intentional 
about stepping away from the day-to-day life to make time to spend with his heavenly Father. And here's just a few a few examples if they come up on the uh, on the screen there. After sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. And again, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and he left the house and went off to a solitary place to be alone where he prayed. But despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. So what does that tell us about our own prayer life? If we want to know how God is going to guide us, where he wants us to go, what he wants us to do, how to do it, and to have his strength and his will in order to carry that out, we must make it a priority to put time aside for prayer. I need to. And I encourage you to consider your own prayer life in this time as we think about the example Jesus has given us. I couldn't go any further without talking about faith, without sharing the good news of Jesus with you. Because faith comes from hearing and hearing the good news about Christ. So what is this good news? Today I grabbed Ephesians chapter 2 for you. And it says this, God saved you by his grace when you believed. When we believed in God's plan of salvation, that Jesus has come, that we may have life and life to the full. Not to condemn us, but to save each and every one of us through him, to save the world through him. And for everyone that believes, eternal life and forgiveness available. We can't take credit for this. It's, it's not something that we can boast about. It's a gift from God. Salvation's not a reward for doing good things or for the good things that we've done. So none of us can boast about it. I really encourage you, if you're struggling at the moment, to take time to read the Bible. If you're struggling to make time for prayer, come back to the good news about Jesus. Just sit with the gospel and just to consider God's love for you in a very personal way that he gave his only son that we could receive eternal life so that we would not perish, that we would no longer be separated from God, but we could have relationship with him. That the the effects of our separation from him would not take hold and have power in our life but yet we would have grace and mercy and the and the blessing of the holy spirit that's been outpoured for each and every each and every one of us as we come to believe so today i just encourage you draw near to god remember this promise as you come close to god he will come close to you He tells us right there in James chapter 4. 
And Jesus, in his own words, blessed are those who thirst and hunger for righteousness, for they will be filled. How hungry are you today, friends? How thirsty are you? We take those steps of faith to come, to meet here together as a community of faith, as a gathering of believers. But what steps do I need to take personally? As I hunger and thirst for righteousness, how far will I go to draw close to God? What needs to be sacrificed in my life to bump my relationship with God up to the priority the place that it needs to be, number one. Here's a story to, from the Bible to encourage you about faith. It's the faith of the centurion soldier. So when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. He said, Lord, my servant lies at home paralyzed and he's suffering terribly. Jesus said, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. If we need a true example of humility today, friends, there it is. Lord, I don't deserve to be healed, but only say the word. And I know that that's what you'll do. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes. I tell this one, come, and he comes. And I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. And he said to those following, truly, Truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in all of Israel with such great faith. So Jesus says to him, go and it will be done. It will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very moment. This is the faith of the centurion soldier. Where's our faith at today, friends? Some great, really encouraging testimonies today. People sharing where they're at. You kicked us off beautifully with a a wonderful story of how through faith and prayer we can reach out to the living and holy God. Always coming through. Always showing up when we need it most. Who needs him today, friends? I don't know about you, but I do. And where, where we want to land with this is not in our own strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want to share this one with you today. No matter what you're facing, no matter where you're at, if you want to know where God is guiding you, put on every piece of God's armor. This is how... God meets us and he gives us everything we need to respond to his plan of salvation. Put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy of your soul in the time of evil. 
Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Who's in a battle today? Stand your ground. Put on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness, the breastplate. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from hearing the good news so that you will be fully prepared. And that's why it's always, always a great opportunity when we feel disconnected from God, when we feel the struggle, go back to the gospel, go back to the foundational plan that God has given us in Jesus Christ our Lord. And in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the enemy of our soul. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So this is how I think we're going to try and do it today. I'm going to go through, I'm going to invite you to consider how sharp the sword of the Spirit is in your life today. Do you know the Word? See, the risk we run, friends, the lack of the use makes the sword spirit dull in our lives. But sharpening the sword of the spirit, reading the word, praying to our heavenly father, taking those steps of faith, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the areas of our life that need change. This is where God brings inner healing and gives us mighty power to defeat the enemy of our soul. So, my question is this. What do you need the Holy Spirit to do in your life today? Do you need help to understand the Word? Do you need an increased hunger and thirst for the Word of God? Do you need the ability to memorize and to recall the Word, to share it? to boldly use and apply the word into your own life? Do you need strength to defeat the enemy of your soul with the word of God? Do you need wisdom to pray the word in your life and through you? And I wonder if this is how we might respond today. God, these are the areas of my life where I need you to guide me to take the scalpel of your word and do spiritual surgery in my heart, in my soul. And the question is, friends, are we willing? Are we willing and open to have the Holy Spirit do the surgery in our life with the word today? What needs to be cut away? Our inner thoughts, our emotions, prejudices, bad habits, motives, bad, bad motives. My attitude, is my attitude getting in the way of my relationship with God? My addictions, 
my hidden sins, my desires that are not in line with the will of God. See, without the sword of the Spirit, without God's Word, our life will lack the power to pray and to repel the enemy's attacks. So this is our opportunity this morning, friends. Invite, invite your Heavenly Father to come into your life today and to do a special surgery. I I might even uh, consider that if there's a few people that might want to lead some prayer, maybe if I could ask Dawn, Andrew, if there's a few people, take your time. Take a step of faith. Come down to the mercy seat. That's why we have it here. So you can reach out and ask God to do something new and special in your life. Remember, He's about to do something new. Are we ready to receive that today, friends? Take your time, whatever you need to do, to do your business with God today. Reach out to Him. Ask Him to reveal the next part of your journey, what needs to to happen to draw closer into intimacy with Him. And uh, as we take this time, we reflect as the worship band leads us to surrender, to surrender our will to the will of God. Make this time, it's personally just for you. God will meet you where you're at, no matter where that is. God promises to draw near to you as we draw near to Him. And if you need to talk and pray that through with someone, um, Andrew, Dawn, myself, we'll just be around to make ourselves available. If you come to pray, someone will come and pray with you if you would like that. This is your time. This is our time. Let's seek the Lord with all our hearts and minds and souls this morning, friends. May God bless you.